I was struck by the widow who gave it all to the church. Everything she had. I can't imagine doing that. So I spent most of the week thinking about what does it mean for us to give our all? What would that look like? And the first image that came to mind was one of a track runner. Somebody who goes up and is a sprinter, puts their feet in the starting blocks, and when that gun goes off, they explode out into the track and they give it their all and they run as hard as they can for the short distance of the sprint that they're running. And that at the end of that sprint, they're totally and utterly exhausted because they're spent. They've given their all. So I was discussing this with my husband who consults on with me because when my line is busy, the Holy Spirit calls him. <laughs> so my line was kind of busy with all this. And he said to me, well, you know, I think the question is not how you give your all, but why do you give your all? And he reminded me of this theory of business that said that people typically respond and really give their all when something's broken, there's a sense of importance, and there's a sense of urgency. So as an example, that horrifying event that happened in Texas where this man went and shot some of our soldiers and wounded some people, there was, all, there was obviously something broken there, but there was an urgent need for blood. So it was broken, important, and urgent, and people lined up to give blood. This is the sprint when people gather together and give their all in the midst of crisis. But life, hopefully, is not a sprint. Life is more like a marathon. Now, I said that down at Brentland. They resonated with that. There wasn't anyone in that room under 90 except for me and Sid. So yeah, they were like, yeah, yeah, life is more like a marathon, the gift of years. And so I've never run a marathon. Has anyone here run a marathon? Oh, figures. <laughs> Dr. Carl Danjos run a marathon. So for the real story, you can talk to him at coffee hour, but... From what I know of people who have run marathons is that you are giving your all through that process. But you have to pace yourself. I mean, if there's a hill, you have to figure out how can I make it up the hill and then get down and keep going. But through that entire race, you are giving your all. And when people come across the line, they, they typically are spent. They collapse, their legs are rubbery, they, they've kind of definitely spent themselves. So as Christians, we have to really think about how do we continue to give it our all because we're called by Jesus to give it our all. So how do we do that? What would that look like? Well, the example that came to mind was the woman who was a house cleaner, and I can't remember her name, but she cleaned houses, and she saved her money throughout her life as she cleaned houses. She was pretty uh, impoverished. 
and that at the end of her life, she was able to set up a scholarship fund for people who needed to go to college and had no means. So for her and her calling in her life, she had discovered something that was broken. People who had no means to go to college, who had no way of getting an education. She felt that it was very important and the urgency was to do something about it continuously throughout her life. And I can remember it made the news because all of a sudden there was this woman who people had known as pretty impoverished and cleaned homes that she had this massive amount of money to donate to kids who needed to go to school. So here was the marathon example of how we can live our lives and give it our all. Because that's what we are called to do. At the convention, during the bishop's address, he talked about the wonderful missions that were going on in the diocese. But then he said that he had seen some kind of culture of being bystanders. That as a church, as an Episcopal church, we have become complacent, that we have stopped kind of going out, that our numbers are shrinking, that some churches are hemorrhaging financially and unable to keep going, and that none of us could afford to be bystanders, bystanders anymore. And that we're all called to come together to do the mission that God has given us to do. And he cited our presiding bishop, who at the general convention in July said that that was the heartbeat of the church. She said that the heart of the Episcopal Church could turn to stone, but it didn't need to turn to stone. It doesn't need to shrink. It needs to grow, and the reason it needs to grow is because the heartbeat of the Episcopal Church is mission, 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 mission. And then he looked out over the couple hundred people who are at convention and he says, and you are all part of that team. Jesus has made a motion, therefore it needs no second. But Jesus has made a motion to have all of us on this mission team where we are not bystanders, where we are giving our all so that we can be about the transformation that needs to happen in the world. So I was thinking about that. How am I a bystander? And I become a bystander when I get overwhelmed. When I think about the missions that need help, that need attention, and it looks so enormous that I think, well, there's really, I just can't do anything about that. It's too much. And when I was thinking about that, this woman came into my mind. Well, she couldn't send everyone who needs to go to college to go to college. But she sent the people she could send. We here are about mission. This church has done a phenomenal job in caring for the building. And that really has been a mission for us. For years, there was a daycare here where children came and were cared for. And then as, as we transition from that, sometimes things have to die so new things can come up and be raised up. Because as our bishop says, we follow the resurrected Christ.
And what has risen up for us is that we provide space for Prelid, who trains people to work with those with traumatic brain injuries. And we've been doing that for the past year. They've now come to us to talk to us about putting a structured day program in our church. So we are in the process of figuring out if that can happen, and if it can happen, how that can happen, and how we can partner with them so that they could use our beautiful space. All of you who participate here help to make that happen, because without this space, there would be no place to do this mission. Mission, mission, mission. Scott said to me this morning, he said, I wonder what Jesus said to the widow that compelled her to give everything she had to the treasury. What is Jesus saying to us? 